Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, welcome to Man Baggage. My name is Russell Kane. I'm not Ashton Villa, goalkeeper Emiliano Martinez. I'm not Nick Grimshaw and I'm not David Trimmer with a wasting illness. There are three things I've had sent to me this week, you evil bastards. Uh, this is Man Baggage, the safe space where we get people together and we force men to talk about the things that women say, why doesn't my man talk about X? Lots of different things. We look for unfashionable things like gender differences. Because for some of us, gender still exists. I know it's an unfashionable opinion, but I am a man and trapped within that and all the complications it brings. And I feel like I'm on a voyage within that, the sea of masculinity, see if I can extract all the feces from it and make it less toxic because there's an almighty feces fatberg floating through modern masculinity that we need to poke at with a fucking stick. Uh, we've got lots of subjects. Uh, we've done body dysmorphia, steroids, cheating, gift giving. We did New Year's resolutions, exercise, diet, affection, all these different things that men struggle with or have strange attitudes toward, we have explored. So do go through the back catalogue and catch up with some of those previous episodes. We've got some fantastic episodes out at the moment. I even managed to persuade Steph McGovern uh, to do one episode. So have a listen to that. That's just dropping. So this week, I am buzzing like my wife Lindsay's toy drawer to have the two guests on that I've got. And, uh, and that's saying something, given the battery she's gone through during lockdown three. Today, we're going to be talking about worry. I thought I would get a sports mind to drill into this week because I cannot think of someone who has to work with worry and try and tune it out more than someone who stands in front of water and then throws themselves in it whilst trying to win medals, which is basically what the wonderful Matty Lee does. Matty, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Are you, have you been out like practicing in this morning? Are you always got like chlorine red eye and everyone thinks you're stoned the whole time? Pretty much, yeah. And my hair stinks of chlorine the whole time. Is it hard to have a normal love life when you just smell like quite chlorine-y? <laughs> I mean, it's usually hard because of the, all the time I have to put into training, but um, never thought about it like that, to be honest. <laughs> but also, like, I don't know if it's just me, I have quite a reaction to a chlorinated swimming pool, particularly on Valentine's Day. You want that reaction to uh, swell back out by the time you go out to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, to be fair, like, when, when we go to different pools... We do get like rashes on our face or like anywhere else, and like it's not not ideal and the sometimes romance. scary. All <laughs> right, do you want to go out on a date? I, w- I will warn you, I've got a chlorinated rash on my ball bag. Can we get starter menu, please? <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, anyway, we'll talk about <laughs> Worried a Minute. Matty, thank you for joining me. Now, it would be the easiest thing in the world, and in real life, which we were going to be starting them in real life, I used to have like two or three men, and we would discuss lots of issues, and we'd drill down into different types of men's brains, effeminate men like me, geezer men like Terry, the coke dealer with a tag on his leg, your cousin. And... um but what I realised from the beginning, none of this works without a strong female auditor to call bullshit on any lazy stereotypes that will drift out of our mouth. We want the stereotypes to come out of mine and Matty's mouth. Why? So we can pick them apart, so we can understand where they come from. Do not be scared to face your enemy. If we want to solve some of these stereotypes, we have to bring them out and look at them in the cold light of day. And I have a strong female auditor today. My God, Ola Labib joins me. Do not mess with the Labib. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How's it going? Good, good, good. You're popping up on bloody everything. Again, I'm hearing you in my, on my radio, Radio 4. Well, on, when I listen to the podcast and seeing you crop up on stuff, you're having a hot streak at the moment. And of course, you opening for some of the best stand-up comedians in the country, if not <laughs> one of the best in Harrow. <laughs> And who's that then? <laughs> Nick Grimshaw. <laughs> so how's it all going? Are you good? Happy? Yeah, it's good. Yes, yes, yes. Um, only, you can only go up unless you go down. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say, uh, I don't think you fully studied the trajectory of a comedy career. That <laughs> we will all eventually go down shortly after being cancelled for something we said in 2016. I hope it's not today, though. No, no, it won't be. That is a note, though, listeners. Just to warn you, please press stop now and turn it off if you feel like you're not going to be able to handle us ironically using some more dated concepts to try and shake truth out of a situation like men and women in the old school way. I will use the words in an unfashionable old school way. Why? Because that makes the it shining light on these concepts. Do not fear. Anyway, worry refers to the thoughts, images, emotions and actions of a negative nature in a repetitive, uncontrollable manner that results from a proactive cognitive risk analysis made to avoid or solve anticipated potential threats and potential consequences. In other words, your heart rate goes up, you shit yourself a bit and you can't stop thinking about something and you can't get to sleep. Ola, I'm going to give you the impossible question. When I ask you these questions, I'm asking you in regards to all the men you know, dads, uncles, brothers, friends, and all the women you know, yeah? Mums, aunties, best mates, whatever, nieces. Do men worry more than women? Good luck. I personally don't think so. I feel like, from my personal opinion, I feel the women that I'm surrounded by, they kind of look into the future more, whereas I feel like a lot of the guys that I personally know take things like literally just one day at a time. So I think that women worry a lot more than men. That's interesting, uh, Matty. So Nola's arguing that we're sort, sort of closer to, you know, the, like a beagle or, a, or maybe a pug that sort of exists in the moment. <laughs> you know, like a dog is like, oh, my food bowl's empty. And then, then that's when we're hungry. <laughs> but that is, that is supposed to be, Matty. I mean, it's got, what Ola's said there is, is profound. I don't know if she realises it. She actually paraphrases one of the greatest philosophers ever to live, Schopenhauer, who said that the very definition of being unhappy is never being in the moment, but either looking back and looking forward. And most of us get to the nursing home about 85 years old, going, what if next week? What if next week? Oh, shit, it is next week. Oh, shit, I'm dead. What a waste of 90 years. <laughs> so are we happier and worry less as men? Are we more able to live in the moment? I, I think I personally don't think so. I... Maybe that is because I'm in a sport world, in an athlete's world, and I surround myself with a lot of other athletes. And um, and I guess it is different because we do worry a lot because a lot of what we do, I guess, every day and in the future, the, like you know, if a competition's coming up, basically our funding is, well, 
how we do is based off how we perform. So we're always constantly worrying about the future and stuff. So I think, I personally think, and that's with boys and girls at training and in diving, I feel like it's quite equal. The amount of worry goes for our brains. So that's quite a specialist area, but um, Ola, so you are correct. We have, this has been studied. Women do indeed worry more. They report worrying more. And research has shown that there is a significant gender difference in the worry report of women and men, with women often reporting more worry than men. Everyone experiences worry, but unrelenting worry that makes it hard for you to focus sleep or find enjoyment in life may be a sign of generalised anxiety disorder. Now, of course, it might be the case of women reporting worry more than men, but let's just do a thought experiment because I've got a question here for you. Do you think the fact that women worry more is what saves them, statistically speaking? Because if you're letting out a low level of worry all the time, whereas a man's pattern seems to be not to worry at all, oh my God, I'm bankrupt, turn silent, suicidal despair. Do you know what I mean? So men are never indulging in small worry. They let it build up until it becomes an uncontrollable, dangerous worry. Whereas women, by constantly emoting a little bit and worrying, have almost like trepanned a little pressure hole in their heads to let the steam out along the way. At the end of the day, yes, women, women worry more, but men have more psychological disorders off the back of worry. So it's either a paradox or worrying more often actually protects you from larger, explosive, more dangerous breakdown. Just a theory. I think like it kind of mentally prepares you. So me and my husband, for example, I don't know, I'll get a bill for next month. And I'm like, shit, I don't, I, I can't, I, how are we going to pay this bill? And he's like, oh, just wait until it comes to the time, then we'll think about it. So he'll be like, well, in this month, this can happen and we can make this and we can do this and we can do this. So he'll kind of like put it in the back of his mind until that deadline comes. Whereas I will be thinking about it constantly. Okay, can I do this? Will this affect me paying this? Can I do this? Like it runs through my mind constantly until that time. But he kind of is like, why do you need to worry about it now? It hasn't happened yet. How can you worry about something that hasn't happened? That is a concept that I don't think I will ever, as much therapy that I have, as much... (laughs) You know, I will never be able to have that concept in my brain. Don't worry about something until it happens. I just can't (laughs) grasp that concept. But I suppose as an athlete, actually, that is the best way to be, isn't it? The more I can exist in the moment, the more I'm going to be able to like do a triple pike back somersault. I'm pretty sure that's a move that I would die if I attempted. So I've just invented it. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, I, I, yeah, in competition, we always have to be in the moment. And when you're not, it's when you do the worst because obviously you have to be concentrated like I remember uh at the Olympics with Tom like in the synchro I I literally was that much in the moment that nothing was I was not phased at all by anything and I almost didn't think I was there like it was a really weird um experience I had like I felt like I was kind of just watching my body do what I did uh, because I was so in the moment um I have actually never heard a female say the words like uh we'll worry about it when it gets to it and I've heard that so many times come from so many guys and that's quite uh, I just never thought about it like that but do you think that's dangerous Matty that men think like that do you think that's how a lot of men get into trouble financially or start getting into romantic relationships they shouldn't be in or have affairs and it's all more complicated before they've realised the consequences down the line to be honest like uh, yeah when you put it like that like obviously I think when when you don't think about the consequences and like you're not worrying then you're gonna you're gonna just go forth with it and then when it happens or when it like you know, everything the shit hits the fan, then you're like, oh god, and it's probably a big, big thing. 
and that could like lead to why it's like obviously mental health uh, obviously we we all can experience it but like a, a lot of like most suicides are like are on the male on the male side so seven times higher seven times Jesus. seven times the biggest cause of death for men under 40 is not fucking testicular or prostate cancer or heart disease or or road traffic accident or any of the things you might think it would be it's suicide mm. and that could relate to the the amount that we don't worry and then obviously could let it you know all these problems build 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 and then it's almost too late I think it's interesting you talk about the sporting point of view, sorry, because um, a lot of, uh, I hear about like um, in America, sports people, they kind of live in the moment. So they're like getting all this money, they're getting all these sponsorships and they're just, you know, living for the moment. And then like all of a sudden, bam, one of them gets injured. He can't play anymore. He's living off no investments, no nothing because he's living for the moment thinking, you know what, I'm going to be a basketball player for the next five years. That's how they take it. And then six months into their career, they get an injury and then they lose nothing. And because they're living for the moment and not looking at the long term, like what Mm -hmm. if this happens? What if that happens? They end up being broke and they just end up like feeling shit. In despair, yeah. It's almost like the vaccine, isn't it? You just need a little bit of stress introduced into the system to protect you from the bigger disease. That's what women are doing. They're vaccinating themselves with small daily worries. (laughs) The the bloke's like, oh, I don't need to worry about anything. And then, boom, before we know it, we're on a financial ventilator. Isn't that what marriage is? Just injecting yourself with a bit of worry and anxiety every day for the rest of your life to prepare you for death. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Have you got any stupid worries, Ola? Like anything you know it's like irrational or silly to worry about? Like I, for example, I can fall asleep like stressing about what will I have for breakfast and then I'll start thinking about it what ingredients have I got in and I'll go downstairs and fucking start checking the fridge and stuff 
like, like crazy, silly things to stress and worry about. Have either of you got any? You can go, Matty. I think I've, um, when I'm traveling anywhere, like I, I've been living in London now for three years. Like I know how to get to, uh, let's say I live in London Bridge. I don't. Um, and I need to get to Stratford for training. Even though I know exactly the route that I need to take, I'll always like worry and like and uh, like worry about delays and always check. I don't know if that's probably quite a common thing, but I that's good worry. That's yeah, good. I'm gonna, I guess I think yeah. we need good worry, bad worry, like signs it. Eh, good worry. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Check your route. That's a good worry. Check your routes, guys. Anything? I, I hype that? myself up. Yeah, I re- I hype myself up. Like um, I worry about things that I don't need to. That actually, at the end of the day. Does it make a difference? I don't know. So, for example, there was a day my husband had a day off and the dishes weren't done. And literally, I would, I'd be sat with a patient who's like fucking end of life. And they're telling me about all, and all I can think about. Has my husband washed those fucking dishes? Has he done it? And I'd hype myself up. I'd hide my, and by the time I get home, like I'm ready for a fight. And then <laughs> it's really annoying because when I because like I'm so pumped up, so full of adrenaline. I come into the house and they're done. And I don't know if I'm. I feel like I'm more upset that they were done because I was just like, I was ready for it. Yeah, you need the fight. Yeah. You're ready to go. You're ready to go. Do you think that um, women, like when it comes to sort of the arc of life, worry more about the settling down and family type aspect? It's like women's worries are more on a clock, aren't they? Literally a biological clock. I know it's changing and a lot of men these days as they near 40 start to think, well, I don't want to be an older dad regardless of whether I'm fertile or not. So there is a sort of male biological clock based on worry and vitality but it definitely seems you were definitely more likely to encounter a guy in his 50s living in a studio flat masturbating into a sock still yet to realize i might have taken a wrong turn here (laughs) whereas a woman living on her own in a studio flat at 35 starts to think fuck battle stations I think me personally, like I do, because I'm a female and I worry about my, um, like I always worry about my fertility. Like my brother's going on about me having kids all the time. He's offered to pay to like freeze my eggs. And um, but from (laughs) a guy point of view, yeah, I know how sweet it is. Family intervention with a Zanussi freezer in the front garden. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think he just invested in a five hundred pound freezer. He reckons he'll freeze anything. Um, but I think like where I'm from, like men don't care. They, it's like they have that mentality, like as long as you're alive, like men can produce sperm forever. So they don't really give a shit about. Are you talking about London when you say where I'm from? Oh, no, like back. I mean, back in Sudan, but like the Sudanese mentality, I feel. Yeah, Sudan. I didn't mention that. Yeah, obviously you're Sudanese by birth. People wouldn't necessarily know that. So it's different there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't give a shit how old you are. You'll have like really? an 87 year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. So there's people in my family who have, you know, like their wives have deceased and they've remarried someone who's fertile and their dad's at like 78, 79. I think the oldest dad I know, it doesn't matter which part of the family it's from, but he had his like eighth child when he was like 76 or something. Whoa. So are we, are we, this is controversial, this, are we suggesting that men's sort of worries about settling down um, and having kids is cultural. And if you're if men living in a society where no one gives a shit and they've got too much power, they can be smashing babies out at 80. Whereas women's worries about settling down is always biological in every culture and therefore it can't really be negotiated. Yet, I feel like science is about to solve that hard. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, I think I think women know, like nowadays, women can have... Uh, who was it that had a baby at 61? There was someone famous who had a baby at 61. 
so it is possible, but women care more about wanting what I think would w- want to spend more time with the kids. Whereas from what I know, and what I experience, the men feel like even if they pop their clogs, as long as they leave money so that the kid is comfortable, that's more like what's important to them. Matty, where's your head at with this worry? I mean, you're obviously still relatively, extremely young. How old are you, Matty? It's impossible to say. 23. All oh, right, Aww. granddad. And, uh, no, <laughs> baby. <laughs> granddad. No, but you're still, you're, still, you're, still, you're still very young. Does it enter your yeah. head? Like it, when I remember being uh, 23 and thinking, right, by 30, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be married. I'll have my baby. It was all in place in my head. I did worry about things like that. I don't think girls realise that men think about that. They think that we don't. I think you think about it more in your 20s in a man than in your 30s. You get to your 30s and think, actually, if I can get away with not having kids, fuck it. <laughs> but in your 20s, you have a sort of romantic a romantic desire for that to be your future. So your experience? Yeah. Where, so where I sit with it all is like, I'm, so I'm currently 23 and I'm single. And I was, in a, I was in quite a long relationship from when I was 16 to like 21, 22. Right, that is long. That's intense. Five years at that age. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. And um. Like, I was like, in my head, I was like, yeah, yeah, Like, I would like to get married, like to have kids, like, 25. I was like, I want to be a young dad as well. And then now I'm 23 and single. I'm like, damn, like, that dream can't, but I don't think that dream can happen now. Like, I don't think I could meet someone and have, you know, and, and it all happened that quick uh, to the point I'm like, you know, 25. Does it worry you or is it like a back burner? Ah, it'll work out. Does it, did you actually like, shit, man, what if, what if I, I'm on my own? I don't know about, does it, because you've got an intense career. Yeah, and I do worry because I really do want that family before I'm thirty, and, and I, I don't know why that is. And I guess with, with the point you made earlier with the with like being an athlete, like you, you're sometimes living in the the now so often, and that then your your career's over and you've got nothing and blah blah blah. blah. Like there, I do worry about that because it can happen, and, and I've seen it happen, and it's it's almost like I kind of want whilst I'm still in my career of diving because it doesn't last until diving you probably the latest you'll retire is like 30 years old which is ridiculous like matty just for us idiots you know why do you have to retire so young when you're a diver you know like golfers just carry on till they're about 100 because at the end of the day it's a golf club and i can understand footballers and sprinters they slow down but to my knowledge you drop through the air at the same rate regardless of, i'm pretty sure if i kicked a 90 year old off a board they would drop through the air at the, <laughs> from my, my laws of gravity <laughs> <laughs> yeah what is, is it that is the joint true. the joints it's, and the agility or something yeah so like the so i do i dive off the 10 meter board and you're hitting the water at i think 32 miles per hour Fuck. and it like it honestly yeah like and it takes it takes a toll on your body and that's why we have to retire so early on gotcha. the body just can't genuinely can't take it but that must that you must be in a permanent state of worry then 30 what are you going to do after 30? Does it not, do you not sit there and think, what the fuck's going to happen after that last 32 mile an hour impact? When you're like, I can't remember where my keys are. It's time to retire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, and I've, I've, I've had um, a huge worry since the Olympics because like, that was a shock to me. Uh, going to my first Olympics, getting a gold medal, that's the dream. And I've, already, I've done it at 23. And then I'm just like, and then I, I've, I've had this like kind of period of time where I'm like, I could stop now and be very happy with my career. I've got nothing else to do. And I do worry about the day that I do stop diving and I've got no plan. And like, but I have been worrying, but I've had people tell me like, like with sport, like you can't really do it again. Like you can't go back to it, like study, you can go back to it. So you kind of have to just almost just put everything into the sport whilst you can. 
So men's biggest worry, as we've already guessed at, but this has been studied, is work or finances. A study of over 2,000 men aged 18 to 88. Harry's found that the list of things, Harry's must be the people that did the research, found that the list of things that men worry about was as varied as Brexit to loneliness. Uh, two things are the same, as we're starting to realise now. <laughs> We've got no trading partners. Work and money were the two biggest factors, with 17% of men worrying about their job and 16% worrying about money. This is across all income levels. So it's not like the guys that have got enough money aren't worrying. They continue to worry about, will I continue to have enough money? After money and work, the biggest areas of concern were health, 12%, and their children, 11%. And they weren't just worrying about themselves. 10% were losing sleep over politics and 8% were stressing about the environment. Do you worry about your job? I mean, I know you're still doing two jobs, really, aren't you? Well, not really. You are doing two jobs, right? How Would you describe yourself as comedian or health professional now? Or which comes first on your CV? Uh, so it depends uh, where I'm sending that CV to. But, um... <laughs> I suppose, yeah, you wouldn't send it to the comedy <laughs> store saying, I'm really good at a tracheotomy. Can I have 20 minutes? <laughs> 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 Good point. Uh, well, in the comedy world now, if I told them that I was a urology specialist specialising in prostate, I think I would get the job. Well, they'd obviously say you're taking the piss. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think... Do you know what? I, not in a selfish way, but I don't think I do worry because worst case scenario, if comedy doesn't like completely lift off, there's always going to be a shortage of healthcare professionals. So I know uh, my husband's beating the meat in the kitchen if he can not his meat. I think you're in urology mode there, not comedy mode, and you didn't think that sentence through. <laughs> That's the highlight so of I the know... record. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so I know that in healthcare, I'll always be able to fall back on it. So I yeah. think financially, like, I don't, like, it's not, the most amazing pay, you know, you know, pay rise to the NHS, blah, blah, blah. But at least I know that I will have like a stable income if comedy falls through. So that's something I have to admit I don't really worry about. Okay, uh, I don't want to worry you both, but we are out of time on part one. We're going to take a break there. Join us for part two of a discussion about worry with the wonderful Ola Labib and Matty Lee. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 